Welcome back to Presence and Purpose, a show all about helping you build an authentic online presence and live out your God-given purpose. I want you to be seen and heard by the people who need your message and services most, but I know that seems easier said than done because there's a lot of noise online. I'm your host, Natalie Arndt. I built my brand strategy business back in the beginning of 2018 and quickly learned through trial and error that being yourself isn't a cheesy cliche, but actually the key to building a strong, profitable online brand. Now I help Christian coaches and service providers do the same. I'm here to help you attract the right clients and build a thriving online community with tangible tips, behind-the-scenes stories from women just like you, and lessons learned on all things branding, finding your people, sharing your message, and so much more. friends, I want to be real with you for a minute. So we are busy women, we are moms, we are business owners, and it can be really tempting to cut corners when it comes to our own health. And in this episode that I'm really excited to share with you today, I am talking with Andrea Anderson, who is a holistic Christian health coach, um, all about why this is ultimately detrimental and limiting to our business. Um, Andrea helps entrepreneurial women maximize their impact on God's kingdom with more energy, focus, and confidence. Her dual health and life coaching certifications enable her to address the challenges her clients face as they seek to fulfill their purpose and calling in the world in a wholehearted, healthy fashion. In this episode, we are talking about why failing to steward your body will limit your business growth, the number one mistake women make in terms of actually prioritizing their own health, um, and a simple mindset shift to change that, why you should not be making big changes in your health, um, how stress can sabotage your good intentions with healthy eating, and how to find out exactly what is zapping your energy so you can start implementing changes to boost your energy today. This is an incredible conversation. I know you're going to love it. So let's jump in. Hey guys, today I am talking with Andrea Anderson. She is a Christian health coach and I am so excited to be talking to you today. So thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you. I'm excited to have the conversation. Yeah. So I always love doing kind of like an icebreaker question. And so I would love if you could share one fun fact that most people probably don't know about you. Yes. So my favorite one to share is that I have had two last names. No, sorry. Three last names, but only been married once. Interesting. So like, what's the story behind that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So obviously my maiden name and my married name, but the third last name came in when I married my husband, he had a different last name than he does now. And that's because his last name when we met and married was from his stepfather and his mom and his stepfather had ended up divorcing um, before we even met. And I never legally changed my name to that name. When we were pregnant with our daughter, our first child, and you're talking about names, and obviously the first name has to flow with the last name, right? And there's just something in me that's like, oh, like I just didn't feel like 
like the last name that we had at that time, like, you know, when you're having a child and you think about um, a legacy essentially that you're creating, it just didn't feel right to use that last name. And because since the divorce had happened and they didn't have any real contact with that side any longer. So I said to my husband, I was like, well, what if we change our last name before we have her? And then, and at first he was like, like nobody does that. People know me as this. And I'm like, well, women do it all the time when they get married. I'm like, I think people will figure it out. So, um, so Anderson is actually his mom's maiden name and he was close to his grandparents growing up because they played a big part in, in caring for him. So we felt like it would just be a really, well, one, it would make sense because it was his mom's maiden name, but also it was just that connection to his grandparents as well. So we ended up changing our last name and yeah. Oh, how cool. Well, I've, I've heard of people like just doing that, but then like totally making up a mm-hmm. like name where it's like, we'll be the, I don't know, the Smiths. I don't know. Yeah. Something more creative than that. Yeah. But yeah. How funny. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. All right. Well, I would love if you could share a little bit about kind of like who you are and what you do in a nutshell. Yeah, sure. Um, well, if we talk about the who part, um, I am a wife. I'm my mom to four kids. I have one girl and three boys, and we currently live in Lakewood, Ohio, which is one suburb west of Cleveland, but I also am originally from Canada. Um, moved to the States when we were 12 and have moved around uh, in between that. Business-wise, yes, I'm a Christian health coach, and I work primarily with Christian women entrepreneurs who just feel really frustrated that they don't have the energy that they want or need for the demands of their day, and I help them get that. I help them have more energy, get more focus and confidence, and what it does in turn is it helps them to have more joy and peace in their personal life, um, as well as being able to show up in their business in the way that they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm really excited to talk to you about this because mm-hmm. like I was just saying before we hit record, it's like, we all know when we don't have energy mm-hmm. and, you know, as moms and as business owners, I think that can easily, you know, take a toll on our energy. Yeah. And so it's like, I know we don't have energy. Like, what do I do to change that? So yeah. um really excited to dive into yeah. this topic. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us a little bit about like what, what got you started um, in this direction? Like what made you decide to focus on energy for Christian women in business? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So having uh, really for me, the, my health journey started, um, or the awareness started about seven years ago, my dad was diagnosed with heart disease and that was a huge wake up call for me. Like I had always considered Mm -hmm. myself to be a healthy person before then, but, um, just based on what he was hoping to achieve in not having heart surgery by following a plant-based diet, from the, if your listeners are familiar with the book, Prevent and Reverse Heart Disease by Dr. Caldwell Esselstyn. He actually was a cardiologist out of the Cleveland Clinic and found that a very strict version of a plant-based diet could help heart patients. And when my parents were exploring that, I figured I need to read this for myself, you know, really see, like really explore that as a option and also to support him as well. So I did that, read the book, um, decided I was going to do this plant-based diet thing, even though up to that point, I'm like, I don't like enough veggies like to want to <laughs> do that. And I did, I did it and I fell in love with it. I found that I did start to have more energy. Um, another big thing for me was I had a lot of color, natural color come back into my face, which was me because I don't really wear that much makeup, which obviously you can't tell from the podcast, but <laughs> I don't, I, I choose not to wear uh, much makeup. And um, 
So I liked that fact. And then a few years after that, I felt like God was saying, you need to detox from sugar based on some digestive things and other things that were going on. So I detoxed from added sugars, came out of that feeling amazing, more energized. Um, it also, I, I can struggle with anxiety. It really reduced the anxiety symptoms that I felt. It's also helped me reduce the amount of allergy medication that I needed because I have seasonal allergies that normally would mean taking meds six months of the year. And I don't like taking medicine unless I absolutely have to do it. So that was exciting. And those really big changes, I'd started off as a food blog, but I've always been about more about transformation and really wanting to help women on that deeper level. And while sharing recipes is a tool and does help, it's not going to make those changes like when we have that inner resistance going on. And the way that I came to the work in specifically women entrepreneurs is because I am a multi-passionate serial entrepreneur. Like I just, talking with other women about their businesses really lights me up. I love it. I love getting into that space with them. And, and I've seen in my own life, as I've tried to grow as an entrepreneur, like I can't do it if I don't have energy. Like it just mm -hmm. doesn't work. Or mm -hmm. I, what I was finding is I would expend so much of my mental and physical energy on trying to build the business that I wouldn't have much left over for my family. So it would affect my family relationships. And that was not satisfying to me. So it's really working with women entrepreneurs. Um, it's because like I've been there, I understand how frustrating it is. And I think a lot of times we're told in society like that stress or certain things about health it's like you just kind of have to live with it I think that's the message it's just like oh well or someday someday I'll take care of it but it's like no you can take care of it now even within the context of everything that you have going on mm -hmm. yeah and like when you mentioned about being um, a multi-passionate person, like what a great way to tie in all the things and be like, I can bring in yeah. faith and nutrition and yeah. mindset and business and like all these things. Um, yes. I think that's so cool. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I'm totally with you in terms of like, you know, stress does not have to, like, it shouldn't be normal. And I think we just kind of get to a point where it's like, we just kind of accept this low grade anxiety every day or like low energy and mm -hmm. just kind of like become complacent to like, well, this is just, I'm just a low energy person or I'm just a mom and a business owner. And so it's just inevitable, like that I'm going to be mm -hmm. tired all the time. Um, yes. but yeah, I mean, it, obviously we don't want to feel that way. And I think it is so important to make a change. And I just know personally, like when I am, in that place where I just have a really low energy, like I really beat myself up about that because it's like, you can look at your to-do list and you have all these things you want to get done. Mm -hmm. And you know, you just, you don't feel good because it's like, you can't focus and it just, you know, it just kind of, um, has this big ripple effect from there. Yes. Um, yeah. So I, I would love to kind of talk about, I guess, first of all, like, let's talk about, you've touched on this a little bit, like mm -hmm. why stewarding your body is so important for business. Mm -hmm. um, but is there anything else you want to add to kind of to that point? Sure. So again, what I've noticed is that as entrepreneurs, we are our business, mm -hmm. right? We have to, we're the ones that are directing it. A lot of times, especially as we're starting up early, we're often the ones that have to do all the things because we haven't reached that income level where we can bring on other people to help us. 
Um, and then sometimes even the nature of our business is we have to show up because we're it. Like as a coach, I can't, I mean, I could hire other coaches to maybe help, but if someone wants to work with me specifically, <laughs> I need to be the one. So far, I haven't figured out how to outsource that. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. So stewarding our bodies is like stewarding our business because if we don't steward them, we're just not going to have the energy to be able to show up for yeah. our business mm-hmm. in itself. And I think in, if we look at the Bible too, like there, there is like, we are the temple of the Holy spirit. And so I think like God, ha- like our body is a resource that God has given to us. So I think it also aligns biblically with what God's intention is like not to bring in guilt or shame or any of that when we aren't doing it. But I think he's just like, wow, like I have given you this amazing body, like, and when, when you do the things that help it to feel healthy and energized, like it's just so much more exciting and freeing and, you know, you see the results from that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think like anything he gives us, our bodies need to be stewarded just like anything else. Yeah. Yeah. I am totally with you there. Um, do you get common pushback in terms of like, like, you know, I, I understand in my head that like stewarding my body is stewarding my business and I need the energy and I have to show up, but is there like a common pushback or like, um, things that you see getting in women's way to actually like do that and put it into action? It's just often, yeah, themselves. I mean, it's like everything else, um, everything else just seems to take priority. It's, Mm -hmm. I found that it's easy for women entrepreneurs and especially if they have children Mm -hmm. um, or anybody that they're caring for, I find it that they are like, I need to take care of all of this before I take care of myself. Mm-hmm. So it's really just what they're telling themselves um, about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in terms of like looking at your mindset and like really prioritizing your own health, um, are there any like simple things that you kind of changed up in your own life to start like making that a priority or anything that you suggest women start doing? Hmm. That's a good question. So if I think back to, for my health, a lot of it was, I think it was just listening to what God was saying, right? Like he's always, he's, he's always going to be communicating with you when he wants you to pay attention to something. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So if I think back to that, when my, when my dad's diagnosis and knowing that my parents were reading this book again, I just, I felt like in my spirit that I needed to read it. And the, the kind of funny thing was um, the weekend before his diagnosis, I think it was like Memorial Day or something. So I had made coleslaw, which out of mayonnaise or whatever. And then a couple days later, he got the diagnosis and I looked at the coleslaw and I was like, I can't eat this. Like, cause it, like the, you know, it has more cholesterol and whatever. Yeah. Like it was this, I think it was just God saying like, if you don't want to follow in that path that your dad has, you need to make changes now. And again, with the sugar factor, um, as I was praying about, like in frustration to God about the, the symptoms I was experiencing and complaining about it, I felt like he kept saying, uh, you need to follow an anti-candida diet. You need to, you know, stop eating sugar. And I was like, I don't want to do that. I like the sugar. (laughs) And it took me a while Mm -hmm. before I was like, okay, mercy, you know, or it's like you cry uncle. Right. Yeah. (laughs) With them. So yeah. So I did that. And then 
and then there was a number, I think it was just like listening. So it starts with listening to him and also coming, really coming face to face with those messages that your body has given you in mm-hmm. the first place and just saying, okay, I'm ready to pay attention to this. Mm-hmm. And that's the first place to start. Then as far as all the other things, like the work that I do with clients, there's so much like m- mindset stuff. Whenever we get into habits that are hard to put into place or around um, like eating more energizing foods versus like the bready carbs or the sugars, that's where a lot of the mindset piece really comes up. And it's often things from our past that stories that we've told ourselves, things that have happened that affect our our current state or the way that we currently look at food or our exercise and that sort of thing. So um, yeah, initially it's just looking at what God is saying to you and then the deeper stuff comes later. Yeah. I think that's such great advice in terms of just like leaning into like, what is the logical next thing? Like, I can't eat this coleslaw. Like I need to, you know, um, I think back to like my own health journey and it really stemmed from like when I had my daughter and I can think of when she was, I think she was like three, four months, something like that. Um, and I just noticed that like, I mean, obviously our body goes through a lot of changes when we have a baby mm-hmm. and like being postpartum. And I just, of course it, it being a mom gave me extra motivation to think about my health, but I also just like on a very basic level of what is your body telling you all of a sudden, like I was having like new digestion issues. And like mm-hmm. I had, I had struggled with, um, acne for like, at that point it had been probably almost 10 years. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, well I'm, you know, I just kind of dove into YouTube and mm-hmm. saw people talking about plant-based diets. And so I started doing that. I don't follow that anymore, but this conversation is yeah. giving me a nudge <laughs> to maybe go back in that direction. But so, you know, I, I first started out by like cutting out dairy and meat and just kind mm-hmm. of ease myself into that. And I stopped mm-hmm. wearing makeup. And so those were like the logical next steps for me of like, I am facing this issue that is really irritating, you know, really affecting my everyday life and I want to change it. And so like, what's one thing that I can do right now? Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, it totally, I mean, <laughs> I think of that was, you know, five plus years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think of like kind of the rabbit hole that I've gone down ever since then. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, that's just, you know, an example of the way that like we can take one little step and like, we don't have to worry about like making all the changes right Mm -hmm. now because that one step will give you like you, you kind of like get momentum the more that you Mm -hmm. like you try tweaking something and you feel a lot better. And so you like, it just makes you more open to trying mm-hmm. new things and adjusting things mm-hmm. like giving up sugar. I have not yes. tried that, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. Props to you for trying that. Um, yeah. And actually that, you know, leads me to a question. I would love if we could mm-hmm. chat a little bit about like maybe like energizing foods versus mm-hmm. like energy draining or just like anxiety producing. Cause I know, um, me as an avid coffee drinker. Like I always joke about how I'll never turn down a cup of coffee, but I have actually limited myself to like one or two cups a day. And I've found that as I've done that since COVID happened Mm -hmm. and, you know, I was Mm -hmm. home more, I actually want coffee less. Like I'll have, like, I'll make two cups and I'll maybe just drink Mm -hmm. one of them. And I'm just kind of like, I don't feel so dependent on it. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, I would love if we could yeah. talk about that a little bit. And I don't know if there's anything that mm -hmm. comes to mind or where you want to kind of approach mm -hmm. that, but. Yeah, no, I'd love to do that. First, I'd like to, just to tag on what you were saying is such an important concept that I want to encourage um, your listeners with too, is that a lot of times it's the small changes that we make over time that add up to the big results. Like there's this phrase that was given to us in the health coaching program I went through called small hinges swing big doors, right? Mm. So it visually, right, you picture a tiny hinge and yet look at what it can change. So when I work with clients, especially that ones have historically struggled with the diet cycle um, and keep getting back to the same frustrating place, I would rather them see or I'd rather see them do the smallest changes consistently over time than try to go really big only to find themselves frustrated and back in the same place. And so, yeah, that just even saying, I'm just, you know, I'm only having one or two cups of coffee a day. Like that is amazing because one, it sets, it gets you to see, okay, this doesn't feel too big. I can do this. It helps set you up for inevitable success. And when you have that success and you're able to add something else to it, if you feel pulled in that direction. So that's, yeah, that's great. And it's about celebrating that too along the way. So yeah, as far as the um, energizing food. So one thing that I like to do with clients or whenever I give a, a talk about food is I have something called the clean eating continuum and it's a visual. So on the visual picture, a factory on the left side and a farm on the right. Okay. And so when you're talking about energizing foods, you're going to have more energizing food or you're going to feel more energy if you eat foods that are mostly from a farm. So foods that come from a seed <laughs> that, you know, could be uh, planted, that you could harvest, that you recognize as food. Whereas with, when you stay in the factory level and that looks like additives, preservatives, which typically ingredients that you have no idea what they are. You can't pronounce them. You certainly couldn't reproduce them in your kitchen without like a crazy chemistry set. <laughs> it's like, so as you think about the spectrum, you want to be eating as much in that from the farm category as possible. The more you do that, the more energy you're going to experience. The other Part of that though, and again, one thing that I love doing with clients is like everybody's body is created uniquely. So mm -hmm. what is healthy and best for me might not be healthy and best for you or energizing and best for you. So for example, I worked with a client who was having a lot of digestive issues and she noticed that red peppers, for example, were one of the foods that bothered her, her body. And I would say, most people would say red peppers are a healthy food, right? But for her, they made her feel sick and off. So we we're just like, okay, well, you know that, awesome. Like, just find something else to eat. So, so there's another example too of you just, when, when I work with clients or um, to encourage your listeners, like really, God gives you annoying. Like when we have the Holy Spirit, we have like the best doctor and guide that anybody could possibly have. And it's just taking the time to listen you know, and asking your body, okay, how am I, how am I responding to this food? And so even if it is from the farm, does it make my body feel good or does it kind of make me feel off? Right. Yeah. I love the way that you kind of like simplify that, that continuum, you call it healthy eating the, continuum, the clean eating continuum, clean eating continuum. Yeah. I love that. Um, 
That's, that's kind of like when you were saying that it was making me think back again to when actually when I was pregnant and I started just like paying more attention to like the, like reading the labels on food. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, just getting more picky about that and being like, I have no idea what that is or like, Mm -hmm. that sounds like it's MSG. So I'm not gonna, you know, eat that soup or whatever. And, um, yeah, it's just, yeah. Thinking of it in that, that simple continuum in terms of like, is this on on a scale of real food to like, you know, convenience food or chemically modified, whatever, like, where does it fall? And just kind of trying Mm -hmm. to lean in that direction. Um, And again, like, you know, doing it as this, um, like this progression. And Mm -hmm. um, I also love what you said about like your client who noticed that she just didn't feel good when she ate red peppers. and, and I even think of people that I know and it's like onions, like if they have mm-hmm. raw onions, they just, they, it doesn't sit well with them. Yes. Um, I even, so I've, I've shared on this podcast many times and I'm sure I've shared with you at some point that um, I got my degree in nutrition. And so I remember when I was, you know, on that career path and really passionate about studying nutrition, I, um, I kept hearing about like personalized nutrition. And at that point Mm -hmm. I didn't know much about it. And I also, I have um, my degrees and associates of applied science. So it was like, Mm -hmm. you know, to be a dietetic technician and Mm -hmm. like put you on the career path basically. So it's like, Mm -hmm. you're getting kind of this fast track education to launch right into working. Um, And anyways, it's just kind of reminding me that of that as you're saying that too, because it's like, I I think a lot of people don't realize how personal nutrition really is. And even if something is quote unquote healthy or real Mm -hmm. food or a whole food, like, um, it might not sit with you. (laughs) Like that's okay. Yeah. Um, and really important to pay attention to. Mm -hmm. Um, the other thing I was going to say too, is that, um, how you eat is, just as if not slightly more important with what you eat as well. And this was something that was hugely eye-opening to me. Like, for example, you could eat a kale salad, which most people would agree is like the optimal, you know, like superfood, um, energizing choice. Again, assuming kale doesn't bother your system. But if you eat it in a stressed out state, it's not going to do anything good. In fact, it'll, some of it will end up fermenting in your belly, leading to gas and bloat. And who feels energized when that's going on. So a lot of the work that I do with my clients as well is just showing them, it's like kind of giving them that operator's manual to their body that kind of like we get one with our car and I just help them (laughs) figure out what works for their body as well so that they know that it's not just the what, but the how as well. So it works together and you're really getting everything you can from the food that you put into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, you, you kind of, just kind of alluded to this, but I would love like, you know, I know that obviously when, when your body is stressed, cause you talked about mm-hmm. like how, and, and I would love if you could share like in terms of stress, which we talked about a little mm-hmm. bit before too, like, even if you're eating healthy and you're stressed out, like how that mm-hmm. can impact your body and impact, mm-hmm. like, you mm-hmm. know, is your food even getting the, like all the nutrients from that? Yeah. So God designed our bodies with uh, our nervous system with two parts, the parasympathetic and the sympathetic. The, I'm getting this right now, the sympathetic 
Yeah, the sympathetic is the one that is our stress response. The parasympathetic is the rest and digest state. Mm -hmm. so you want your parasympathetic to be switched on when you're eating because that's where all the mechanisms in your body are working together to make the best use out of the food. The sympathetic is like our flight or response, flight or fight response, which God gave us for our survival because that you know, it doesn't happen so much in, in modern times of us getting chased by lions just after we ate lunch, but he gave it to us. So if we had to run away from a threat that we could do that. The problem is that in modern day living, we're not, again, we're not usually threatened by like lions or, you know, people charging us like soon after we've eaten. It's like, um, I've got this deadline that I need to make, or I'm sitting in traffic or, yeah. My kids are screaming in the background, like all of these things. But our body doesn't say, oh, you're not, your life isn't being threatened. I don't need to be stressed. It doesn't recognize the difference. Mm -hmm. So what happens is that when you are eating and you're in even a slightly stressed state, again, it could just be you're thinking about the, the pressures of deadlines that you have, like everything on your to-do list, or again, like how you're trying to be a good mom to your children um, and meet their needs it means that your sympathetic, your parasympathetic has shut off. Like you can't have both on at the same time. So if you're stressed, you're not digesting essentially. Mm -hmm. You have to wait till you get to a calm state before that happens. Yeah. Or like think of all the times as you're saying that I'm like thinking of all the times that, um, you know, you are like maybe still working and you like, don't really take a very long lunch break and you're like eating as fast as you can and thinking yes. about what you need to do as soon as you get yes. back or I'm working on my computer and like it's you know a black hole in terms of knowing like how long I've been sitting here and I'm like oh I'm mm -hmm. hungry because I never ate breakfast <laughs> but then I don't really like stop working I'm like eating as I'm working like it's just all mm -hmm. the all the ways that we can kind of not um not honor our body and just like take a yes. break and relax. And mm -hmm. I love what you shared about like the, this remind me what it's called. Okay. So the sympathetic is the stress. Sympathetic. The parasympathetic is the rest and digest. Yes. Like it just puts like the, the science behind like, you know, people talk about mindful eating and just like, mm -hmm. you know, but like, why is that important? Yeah. Um, so I love that you shared that because mm -hmm. it, that was even a really helpful reminder for mm -hmm. me. Um, just mm -hmm. the importance of like relaxing and, mm -hmm. and being mindful about kind of how you're feeling as you're eating. Mm -hmm. Um, I was going to awesome. say, I think it's, as business yeah. owners, like I think what, cause we were talking about the mindset thing. I think that's an, a perfect example of how our mindset as an entrepreneur gets in the way of being able to, us to, to actually pay attention to our health and energy. Because in that moment where you're feeling the pressure of everything on your to-do list, I think what we tell ourselves is I just need to push through it. If I just push through it, then I will get it off my list and then I will feel like I can relax. Mm -hmm. But we know that there's always, it's going to be things that are vying for our attention. Yeah. And so it feels like it makes sense for us to do more and accomplish more. Whereas if we rest, we're going to have more energy that is going to sustain us instead of at some point leaving us burnt out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like the, you know, the whole concept of like slowing down to speed up and it's so yes. counterintuitive. Like we don't want to stop yeah. because we're like, I just want to go, go, go. But it's like, mm -hmm. but if you pause, you're going mm -hmm. to actually revive your energy, be able to yes. go faster. Like yes. you'll, you'll still get what you want. Yeah. Um, and it's so hard, like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, it's so hard to just kind of like take a break and 
um, you know, press pause when, like you said, there's always, there's always things to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's counterintuitive, but so important. Okay. So I would love to, uh, kind of talk a little bit about practically, and I mean, we've been talking about this the whole conversation, mm-hmm. but in terms of like being low energy, like I said, it's easy to identify when you are low energy, um, or that you are low energy. Mm-hmm. Like I, I bet, you know, a lot of women can easily listen to this conversation and be like, yeah, yeah I know I don't have energy. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I feel dragged down by that. Um, but how do I figure out what it is? And so I would mm-hmm. love if you could talk about like, how can they identify what exactly is zapping mm-hmm. their energy? So they don't feel like they're, they're having to try all the things or like throwing mm-hmm. spaghetti at the wall. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I appreciate that. So I actually, because of that, and also because I wanted a feedback tool um, when working with clients to really figure out, okay, what are the biggest energy sapping areas in their lives right now? Mm -hmm. And also to give clues about things that maybe they aren't recognizing as draining their energy, or maybe it doesn't look like a big thing. But I know just from like personal experience as well as from working with clients that they are is I created this energy evaluation tool and one that actually is specifically designed for Christian women entrepreneurs. Um, and so it just goes through different categories and just has them rate like on a, there's different like number values, but just put a number, um, to evaluate what their response to that question or that phrase would be. Then they add that up and then I have them chart it. And it usually, there's usually like three, sometimes five like bigger areas where that are draining them of their energy. Some of them they might know already, but because of the specific questions I ask in it, they may be able to hone in. Oh, this is specifically like say in the area of eating, what might be draining me. Mm -hmm. Um, and then again, there's other areas like that could be less obvious, say around mindset or just even self-care, whether that's happening or not, um, relationships there, there are other indicators that go in there that contribute to low energy. Um, so it's, it creates awareness as well. So you are better able to focus in on where to start with that, what you want to focus on. Yeah. And that's so great that you did that because it's like, bringing that awareness and just having that clarity to be like, okay, like, like the example that you gave of, yes, I know that just the idea of food and healthy eating is like draining my energy, but why, like what in there specifically, and maybe it's someone who doesn't like trying new recipes or like Mm -hmm. cooking and they are able to afford to, um, I don't know, there's so many like meal delivery services and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, or they don't like grocery shopping. So it's like they want to do that and they can outsource grocery shopping. Like, you know, just getting the clarity on that so that you can, Mm -hmm. um, you know, really take action on that. Um, Mm -hmm. So I will put the link in the comments for that. So um, if the listeners want to grab that, you can Mm -hmm. grab her free energy evaluator. Um, Well, awesome. I would love if you could share where people can find you online. Okay, sure. So on both Facebook and Instagram, you can find me at, at the Christian health coach. Um, my website is Andrea Lee co.com. And I'm assuming you'll drop that in the session yep. notes as well. Yep. I will. Yep. So those are the two main areas where you can find me or the three, I guess, <laughs> main areas where you can find me. 
Perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here again. Yeah, thank you. It was really great to talk with you. Thank you so much for listening. If you've loved this episode, head on over to iTunes and leave a review. It means the world to me, but more importantly, it helps more women find and benefit from this show. And if you're not already plugged into the Presence and Purpose Facebook group, come join us. I want you to get plugged into the community and get the support you need because we're not meant to do this whole business thing alone. Until next time, 